Hello everyone, and welcome to Norganon, Popped Off's official Warcraft lore podcast. I am today's host, Mazriel, and I'm joined today by Warren. How are you doing today, Warren? Yeah, man. No, I'm doing great, thanks, and you? I wish I could say I can't complain, but it is a little weird not having James be the one to intro us in. I don't. This is our very first episode without the guy, so we're, I'm definitely going to be missing him. Yeah, the energy. Kind of miss him already. It's like the mascot, he's gone. Yeah, well... But, um, yeah, he's just, like, missing for this week's episode. Yeah. And, um, luckily, we are doubling up. You guys are... This is, like, a little special edition that we thought we might do because we completely forgot that patch day is coming. So the pre-patch event is here. And uh, we just completely blocked out all of it. And uh, we were planning, like, a completely different episode, and then we were like, wait a second. So we thought it might be cool to do, like, a small episode like this that kind of handles about it and just, you know, present our thoughts like that. And then just go back to the regular scheduled content next week. So you guys are, like, getting double editions. Double congratulations. Yeah. For all the uninitiated here at Norganon, every episode we take a topic faction event. Today's event's going to be the Scourge Invasion. And we give you a quick rundown on it and then jump into a big brain discussion and analysis of it. And, and yeah, so like I said, today's going to be the Scourge Invasion, which anybody who's been playing World of Warcraft at all has had to have dealt with at least one, most likely, now. Because, God, there's many. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been three total. Our very first one was back with the very first launch of Naxxramas, where you went to just a plethora of different zones. Many of them felt very disconnected back then, but it worked. You went to the Plague Lands, the Burning Steps, Tanaris Ashara, I think Winter Spring had some, to hunt out necrotic shards, these different places that might have the undead with them. And you, you killed bosses, got some rare loot before moving into the raid for Noxramas. Now, the big Scourge event that m many, many people remember would have been the one that for the launch of Wrath of the Lich King, the pre-patch event. This is where, for the first time, Orgrimmar and Stormwind had functioning shipyards, and I remember, because I, I played that back as a kid, you actually had these giant necropolises, necropolis eye, coming into like the shipyards and attacking the cities. You had an entire undead horde laying siege to each capital city <clears throat> and also spreading a plague that turned players into ghouls, allowing them to kill not only other players, but NPCs as well, and just pretty much make it an entire gank slash troll fest. Now here we are with the third and most recent Scourge event. This is what's happening after Sylvanas has broken the Helm of Domination and removed Bolvar's control over the Scourge of Northrend. They have begun to attack uh, once more each capital. As uh, adventurers, you will meet up with the Argent Dawn once more for the first time since, I believe, since Wrath. I don't think they had a, any much of a hand in Legion. And then you help them push back what what Scourge are attacking the capitals, and then go to Northrend to see what is happening to learn of Sylvanas traveling to the Shadowlands, pretty much destroying the veil between the realms of the dead and that of the living. I, I guess as we jump into this, Warren, what is your experience with any, uh, any of these events, really? Because I, I know you're kind of a Legion baby. Yeah, so the sad thing is the only pre-patch event I've ever, like, partaken in was actually the BFA one. And, uh, Obviously, that was essentially just losing, like, my favorite weapon in the game. So, I wouldn't say I've had a, a completely positive experience with these events just yet. Like, the idea of this one seems really, really fun. And 
So I enjoy the idea of these pre-patch events. Like, I spoke to James about this as well, and it might seem like I'm just asking for too much at this point or something, but I honestly expected more, especially considering that this is, like, the third time this type of event is happening. Like, it sounded really cool in theory, and then I found out that this is not the first time they're doing this. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Like, I mean, for a company as big as Blizzard, I was honestly hoping that they would do something a bit more unique. Okay, I don't know if you've ever played Fortnite, and I cannot believe I'm fucking saying this, but <laughs> don't hang me, first of all. But Fortnite does live events really, really well. And I was kind of hoping for something as world-changing as that, considering, you know, the sky literally opened up. Uh, to happen here too and for them to essentially just be like returning to something like okay we're just going to be doing like a bunch of dailies in Northrend now and you know it's just it's essentially just the scourge invasion all over again and and for listeners who don't know or might be listening to this after the event is over really what the current event is is you fly up to Northrend you do a handful of quests to figure out what is happening and then you get set to just do dailies you do about two or three dailies and you run around the entire zone killing boss monsters and it's it's essentially dark shore slash arathi mixed in with a few extra dailies it it, it hurts even more because the rewards you get from this is slightly recolored warfront armor that you've already spent all of bfa getting now and put that up against say even bfa's pre-launch event which was the siege of lordaeron and fighting each side which was a unique thing it felt really cool it felt really on theme and then you get a special mount for that, and you have that mount for forever. To be completely honest, I, I forgot that the burning of Teldrassil was part of the... Oh my god. Yeah. I think I like. I think I just pushed that way down in my brain, and I was like, this didn't happen. Damn. Yeah, see, that was like world-changing. That was like really like active, at least. Exactly. And for right now, the whole invasion part is supposed to be your players turning into your fellow players turning into ghouls to hunt you out and to turn you into a ghoul as well. And that's opt-in now. When they when Blizzard put this out on the beta, a lot of people complained that the game was unplayable, that it couldn't be done, and that they, they couldn't just go to the auction house because people kept trolling. And for me, I, I, I'm loath to say that people are just kind of crying over nothing, but it really felt like it because unlike in Wrath, and I, I might be you know looking at it through the eyes of a child because I... I I was a child back then, and I just I enjoyed it a lot. It was really cool to see, and it lasted two weeks, which is nothing. Now in in retail, we have flying. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a druid. I'm instantaneously just turning into a bird and going in the air out of reach of the ghouls. I, I do feel Blizzard could have planned where they put quest people a bit better. So you have one, for at least for the Alliance, I haven't seen where they... I don't remember where they are for the Horde. But uh, for Alliance, you have one right inside Stormwind Gates. Another one right in the middle of Goldshire. And the last one's like out near Red Ridge and then out in Duskwood. And they're just right out in the open for the Alliance. Like we, we have the Army of Light exist. Uh, for Horde, you have fantastic spellcasters with the Nightborn. And Blizzard did nothing to make safe zones, which feels like these are little bastions against an, an undying Horde. And instead just put NPCs randomly out there asking for people to just get ganked. I feel... For me personally, making it opt-in just takes away any semblance of danger or cost. It is literally just another Darkshore or a Rathi. 
as we go into Shadowlands. It really does feel kind of like a missed opportunity there. Yeah, see, that's the thing to me as well. Darkshaw and Arathi did well for like the first day or two that it came out. And after that, people got bored like really, really fast as well. So why they would try and copy that idea, <laughs> I don't understand it. And it's not like they don't know how to make like good events. Like you brought up the beat. To me, that was like really, really good. I mean, it was so damn shocking. I literally had to repress the memory of it. But yeah, like, I also don't get why people are so against having it be a permanent thing. I mean, this is literally a pre-patch event. It's not supposed to just be World of Warcraft, you know, every day. It's, it's supposed to be something completely different, something that's going to change the game and to make you realize, like, oh, shit, Shadowlands is here, you know? It's supposed to be, like, this major, high-impacting event that just changes the gameplay completely for its duration. People being against that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, and if you go back, invasions are kind of a go-to for Blizzard when it comes to events. We had an invasion with WAD. We had an invasion with Legion. We technically had an invasion in MOP where we invaded uh, Pandaria. Yeah, and all of those had something that felt kind of permanent. And right now, all we have is a new skybox above Ice Crown. A handful of world bosses that are going to be fun. I mean, you have to go there as well. That's the thing. And if like people aren't going to opt in to doing the event because it is opt in now, so you have to like go to Stormwind or something, like turn on PvP, go there. Like it's just it's too convenient to just not partake at all. Like people aren't going to go out of their way. Like after the first three days, maybe. Like that's my big thing. And like I'm on a low pop server as well. So I know for a fact, like, after the initial, like, day or two, it's just, I'm going to be alone there if I do, like, partake afterwards as well. Which is just so sad, because pre-patch events are supposed to be, like, this huge, just ginormous thing. And I don't know, I just, I wouldn't say I'm, like, underwhelmed, I guess. It's just, I don't know. I was hoping for something a bit more, but... but so for right now, for a lore perspective, just kind of pulling a little bit away from... The mechanics, because I think mechanically we both agree that it would have been nice to have something that felt a little more, with a little bit more risk, because it's not like there's much encouraging world PvP and World of Warcraft anyways, and something with that have had a little bit more permanence. So, like, the Legion invasions permanently changed many areas, even just across the world, and even the uh, the Nihilotha invasions pseudo changed, like, changed things. These are supposed to still be look as they are like old duar is supposed to stay the same all the way up until the next time we just get a new old duar and that's not really happening here that's, that's kind of a disappointing thing but for for the lore i might just say i'm, I'm still kind of falling it, it feels like it's falling a bit short i would have liked to have seen okay, like the whole thing is sylvanas now has like an army of valkyrie the 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 women that she's been using to raise the undead and she's just destroyed the connection Bolvar has because that was the, that was the whole point like the big moment for defeating Arthas and having Bolvar put on the helm and the lines that there must always be a Lich King I don't know like this is such a non-threat that it doesn't feel like there should have always been a Lich King so how would you how would you change the event to like reflect like in a perfect world let's say you were in charge of uh, conceptualizing the idea of this new event how would you go about fixing this instead i think first off 
because even if we remove like the opt-in pvp portion for turning players into ghouls we definitely should have had the cities themselves uh, especially especially the plague lands lights hope chapel areas like that should have looked like massive bastions like being attacked by the scourge and if anybody did the uh war campaign event in uh drustvar that they, they, you would see what i'm talking about where you had the army of the light put up these big force fields while the horde was attacking yeah, yeah exactly i just just do that with npcs don't have me just in ice crown have me in other places like have me in the plague lands uh there's there's places where the scourge have touched all over azeroth i would have loved to have traveled a bit more and i would have loved to have seen the horde grow bigger and not just be the same things it, it, it is cool that we get to see some of the old bosses from ice crown patchwork had has made a return and lord knows everybody's enjoying i, I can't believe i forgot to mention that at <laughs> first killing the thanos over and over again yeah, nobody likes like him the perk of it isn't it so we're already in the plague lands we have to be in the plague lands to kill Nathanos, and he's the only undead dude we kill <laughs> the entire zone it's very frustrating like i would have loved to have gone to lights up chapel and have the zone be unflyable because of the valkyrie flying around oh yeah yeah dealing and then you have like you can have a bunch of gargoyles flying around and you have to fight your way to Nathanos. Instead, I've even forgot about Light's Old Chapel. Again, Druid, I just teleported to my class hall, used a portal to the hinterlands, and flew straight to him and, and Hearthstone out. Like, that was that was as big, as impactful as it was. I would love to have seen something look like the Scourge have completely lost their mind. And we have to yeah, figure out no, what's I'm going on. I'm completely with you in that. Like, I, I would have liked seeing it spread from Northrend, like the first day or two. Maybe it starts there. And then it gets carried over from like ships and something into the bigger player areas. And then like, you know, just make it feel like this entire, like you said, uh, with your example in Drustvar, they, they've proven they can already do this. Like, and that's, that's just such an easy fix that it honestly boggles my mind that they didn't think to do that. Like, I don't know if they're scared that if they actually, you know, had us put up a proper fight that we'd be mad that it's temporary maybe like maybe that's the goal because at the end of the day like pre-patch events aren't going to last forever so i understand why they wouldn't want to put in too many resources for something that not everyone is going to see but at the same time it's a it's an online persistent world there has to be something that's going to like have huge impact and is going to make people realize like oh something is really going on here because not to be like overly cynical or something but bfa the content drops were like really nice and then you just got back into the plane rhythm and it was boring after that to be completely honest if you're done with the content what you know you're just gonna kind of sit there doing what they're essentially trying to make you do right now just dailies and nobody remembers a 200th time in a row running through dark shore for mounts exactly like no one wants to do that anymore like i haven't got half of the stuff there i'm not doing it anymore to be honest because i just can't be bothered i already went through this so many times it honestly just isn't worth getting another piece of uh what's the moon priestess gear but yeah i, I know what you're saying because like we're still talking yeah. about the wrath event almost 10 years later that's how see but that's the thing and now I've never heard someone say that they did not like the event. And it wasn't opt-in. 
it was like more widespread, I feel, than this one is, which is very weird because like if you're going to draw inspiration from something, it's been years since that, you would assume that they'd improve it and like make it even bigger and larger than life. And it just feels like a weird type of regression, I guess. I don't know. I just maybe I was expecting a bit too much from this because like I said, I only had like experience with one um pre-patch event and I mean BFA it did it pretty well in my opinion. Like I was super hyped for the expansion pack after that. Even though I did lo lose my artifact weapon. But it wasn't yeah. until <laughs> later that I realized like where's the Vindicar and why didn't it come down? And I kinda harp yeah. on that a lot. During the moment, yeah, it was really hyped to see Jaina come down with the boat. It was really awesome to watch even Sylvanas doing the evil yeah, I was totally, like, okay, totally cool. Yeah, thing. this yeah, is gonna it, be like a fight. This bitch is not like gonna give in easily. Clearly, she's like maniacal and like planning mm. and stuff. Like, I can't wait to see where they go with this. And nowhere, they went nowhere with it. So that was just. But like, it, it pre-patch event is like supposed to be this like magical time with a hype for the new expansion. I mean, so Blizzard already makes you pre-order the expansion like they open it up a year essentially ahead of the expansion like coming out so you have all of that time to start like getting into the idea of the next expansion which is good marketing and then the pre-patch event is supposed to be where all of that culminates because the only time people are going to resub like i don't know have you been subbed this entire time like um after nyalotha drop i have been but I have a pathetic excuse of a life. I know most of my guild, it, we're all waiting for like next week before I meet the other half of my guild that's all waiting to play the game. Now would have been the time to get people super hyped and I, I don't know if this will do it. And from a lore perspective, you, you find out that Sylvanas tears open the helm. Uh, Nathanos gives a really, yet again, another twirling mustache speech. And he's like, she's with him in the darkest place. And I don't, I hated that line. I was like, you're not telling her anything. This is, it, it's like, it's really rough anime writing. Like, you, you couldn't have just said... I think that's what it is to me. It, like, comes off as slightly cheap. Which is Because they're a billion-dollar company. It's not supposed to be cheap. Wrath's one, from what I can tell, is, like, really, really good. And Blizzard has a lot more money now than they did back then. I'm they not can, sure if it's they a have money the numbers thing. I, I think it's a scope thing right now. Uh, we are leading into what's supposed to be even bigger threats. And this is after we defeated two of the largest and oldest threats that we've been dealing with. I think we've we've tied the knot on almost every major, major Azeroth threat that's, that's attacked Azeroth. Yeah. This is not a direct attack on Azeroth. It is more... And it's this is now gonna get into me like fan uh, fan theory, but it's more of Sylvanas subtly attacking and leading an invasion into the Shadowlands. I don't know. It's from a story perspective. I, I know Blizzard has been saying morally gray for two years now. Nobody sees that with <laughs> Sylvanas. Nobody thinks she actually is. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into Shadowlands spoilers, but it does look like that might be building up into. So like we, we know Anima is a power, but also a currency, and it's created through uh, mortal experiences. So we're kind of being used in the machine of death. It's nothing more than a plaything, a currency. It's the Matrix. We're in the Matrix. It is the Matrix. Uh, I still would have far, far, far preferred 
if Blizzard really wanted to show us morally gray, Sylvanas walk into Nihilotha with an army made up of all the people she burnt in Tildrassil and we lost during the War of Thorns, saying she needed to do this as, as horrible and horrifying as it was, the undead are the perfect tool to use against the old gods. They have always been far more resistant to their madness than anyone, anything else on Azeroth. So that, I feel, would have been very morally gray. And to say that she had to deal with the Jailer to pop souls back into Azeroth, she gets yeeted in the Shadowlands. And then, of course, with uh, the, the big joke, Anduin realizes his long-lost love for Sylvanas and makes a chase <laughs> after her. <laughs> but... At least uh, I, I feel that would have felt that would have felt better. Coming up about that, <laughs> uh, but now we have. Did I say twenty four? Hmm. Did I say rule twenty four? We're gonna let that stick. I... I don't want too many people googling that. Uh... <laughs> oh right. Um. Yeah. Don't. Well, I mean, you guys can search rule twenty four. Just don't add ten to it. I guess. It's yeah. just. And this but... is why I'm not a mathematician. Numbers suck for me. So. <laughs> but now. With the actual lore, what we have is Sylvanas kind of maybe pulling strings behind the Jailer. We don't know. We don't know the full extent of her deal with him. But she sends Valkyrie out to capture our leaders. That's where we got the meme with Old Man Yells at Cloud as Gen just yells into the abyss as Anduin is yeeted into the sky. Uh, we know Jaina, Thrall, Cairn. at the sky. I don't know. I don't. You don't really feel the impact of this lore. I don't feel it's it, it's been presented. I agree with you. Yeah. Like your your proposal for what you wish Sylvanas would have done. As much as I would have hated them essentially trying to like make her right all along, as long as they didn't technically redeem her through that, I would have loved that. Yeah, like cuz that it's actually means there was like something. Yeah, it's it's like at least there's like something that it built up to you right now it's just her being kind of a selfish bitch yeah and, it, it would have been um, it just would have been better than having sylvanas yeah. kill all these people just for her own personal power we don't yet know what the full aim is we're told that it's going to pay off and i i don't know hope. if it will and it's mo and it's not because of like blizzard's writing it's because i think Blizzard is going in for a big epic tale that I don't think works in the medium of an MMO. Because as you stated, and as we've seen, even with the Scourge event, we have, I knocked all of it out in like 30 minutes. It didn't take me very long to knock everything out. And now mm. it's just a daily. And I have to do that for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like, I, I always have this feeling that they like play it too safe. Like they have really good concepts. The concept mm. of this event is like amazing and it could be so cool. I just don't think that they think it's worth actually putting in that much effort, which is sad to me because, you know, it's it's their baby. It kind of and you kind of see it with Shadowlands. I think it's one of those things where they have a really cool idea. Like I liked the idea. Oh, I'm going to get flamed for this. I liked the idea of Azrite armor and build your own sets. Even Ian even said it in an interview <laughs> that they kind of regretted allowing us to reforge. Because then you didn't feel like you needed to collect three different sets like for your specs. Uh, instead, you needed to keep reforging that same powerful spec over and over again. And that's how you optimally played. 
So if you didn't have reforging, you just would have had different sets that you built up. I like the concept of covenants. I think there's a lot of fantastic storytelling uh, potential there. And as much as I don't like being restricted to one and knowing that I'm going to be significantly worse in a type of the, in a pillar of the game than someone else just due to my covenant choice, trying to find the middle ground always, always makes it worse. Blizzard always tries to find the middle ground and it kind of just waters it down. Like right now, we can change covenants, but we're told when we go to go back to a covenant, we're told that you betrayed our sacred mission. That doesn't make sense. I'm there for Sylvanas and the Jailer, not whatever it is you do. I, I digress. Like none of it really makes sense storytelling wise. Uh, building into it with this current event, they were so afraid of upsetting people that they just watered. They, they took they made the PvP part completely opt in, so nobody's really doing it. They gave all the content right there on Tuesday instead of having us like build up for these next two weeks yeah. for what's happening. Because they, they could have like, hey, you guys have a few days. They We're going to figure out. out. Yeah. So Anduin is ripped into the sky and we know Sylvanas has something to do with it. And then suddenly Argent, Argent Dawn people show up and like, yeah, we have problems in Ice Crown. And that's that's it. Like We, we might as well have email in this world, how quickly we figure out these things. And I, I think I would have preferred to have been like, okay, that's undead stuff. How about we go to the plague lands and see what's happening? Cause that, that's a hotbed. And we fight our way into the plague lands. Like I said, it would have been really cool to have it as a no fly zone because it's the skies are just swarming with gargoyles or whatever. Have us eventually realize that we have to go to ice crap, have Acarish show up and tell us what's going on with Bolvar next week and have the next week be us fight from, cause that, that was, that was what was really exciting about Rathalisk, you felt like you were fighting for survival. This time, it would have felt like we were fighting for answers as we fight our way to Ice Crown and figure out what's happening. None of that's happened. We, we, if you watch the cutscenes, you have watched the pre-patch event. That's pretty much it. See, that, I think you touched upon it just perfectly right now. I feel like the cinematic with Sylvanas going to Ice Crown and tearing up the helm, that's better than the pre-patch event. That's literally like you're you're setting yourself up for disappointment if you expect something better than that, and I mean this might just be a testament to how good Blizzard are with their cinematics, but kind of disappointing nonetheless. Like I honestly feel like I'm just gonna headcanon it at this point that you know the cinematic happens and we're all just sucked into the sky the moment she breaks the helmet. And then, like, completely erase this pre-patch event from happening. That might be what's happening with you. I just held on to Anduin's ankle. And I was like, Senpai, take me with you. <laughs> Be careful. You're making Rathian jealous. And I do not think <laughs> I want to fight him again. And I wanted to like it. I loved the Scourge event of Wrath. I loved it so much because it felt heavy. It felt impactful. And for Shadowlands, where Blizzard has been telling us over and over again that they want things to feel impactful this doesn't it just it's a temporary dark shore where we're going to go get some gear if you are for whatever reason if you don't have mythic 15 like if you don't have a good set of gear right now go grab it you're going to level a little quicker but it's all going to be changed out by the time you're in your second zone of shadowlands anyways yeah i was gonna ask like i think the eye level gear that you're going to get isn't it like 110 average mm-hmm which is essentially, like, you can get that, well, you're supposed to have gotten that if you've played, like, a week after the patch. 
It, it takes no time to run through and do some of the dailies. But even then, like, after the thing, now, like, w would you really level alts now in between the pre-patch event and not, like, during actual Shadowlands? I mean, I'm leveling alts now because I'm just making sure yeah, I have some... God. Maze, you're a different beast. You well, even even outside of that, I'm I'm doing it because I leveling for me reinforces the new uh, rotations for the classes because you know like, we had a lot of updates for the classes. I I did play through Exiles Reach. It's so cool mm -hmm. that they're actually like teaching you properly. Like with yeah, little, we definitely need to do an know, episode on Exiles. Yeah, like I feel like we need to go into that. That is so cool. Like I I was so hyped for it, but um. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, we touched on it with our last episode, but yeah, I think I think as far as this episode yeah, goes, like for I, I a don't small have... little mini episode, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like please let us know what you guys think. Like, um, reach out to us. You know where our Twitter is? It's Twitter uh, at popped underscore off. Please let us know what your thoughts are about the pre-patch event. I'm really, really curious to see if I'm just a cynical, entitled brat at this point. <laughs> just, like, had it really good with BFA. Pretty much but, uh, James and I being the old curmudgeons that are rubbing off on you. I, I can see that. Because I, I wanted yeah. to like it. I wish I could say <laughs> that I really have enjoyed the pre-patch, but I don't know how much of a lie that would be. I don't think I'm going to be doing any of the dailies after I, what I did last night. But, yeah, guys... Yeah, that's a somber place to leave it off, I feel. <laughs> but, I mean, that's pretty much all we can say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But as always, guys, thank you so, so, so very much for listening. If you did enjoy the show, as somber as this one was, and, and don't take it the wrong way, we're definitely hyped for Shadowlands. I am super hyped. I can't wait to sink my teeth into Nathria and all of the zones and all the wonderful lore there. Be sure to give us a five-star review anywhere you, uh, anywhere you find podcasts. And, yeah, have, you guys a, have yourselves a wonderful day.